0: Independent thoughts, independent life. This is
1: Chad Benson. Yesterday, KGP. that's Kareem Jung, the spokesperson for the President of the United States, was asked about this big speech that Biden was giving in the middle of the evening that the whole world was going to watch. What's it about? To give people hope
2: because this president believes uh, that we can turn this around.
1: Oh, oh. Because he's a great uniter. That's what Biden is. He's going to unite America. He's going to unite all of us. That's what he's going to do. The
2: president is going to take this time to talk to the American people. Totally. Who majority agree with him on. Majority. And talk about, you know, how can we uh, continue uh, to fight for our democracy?
1: Okay. Our democracy is fine. Again, I have to continue to call out the insanity but no, not chat it's not the whole world's coming to an end it's over it can't be we're done it's just it's it it's up so biden shuffled his way out there in the bizarre weird setting with the red and blazing kind of give a sense of a political speech you'd see back in the day you know it's got the red and he's got surrounded by the marines and here he comes and he's going to be forceful because it's about the soul of the nation and the evil that is out there
3: the republican party today is dominated driven and intimidated by donald trump and the MAGA republicans and that is a threat to this country these are hard things But I'm an American president, not a president of Red America, Blue America, but of all America. And I believe it's my duty, my duty to level with you, to tell the truth, no matter how difficult, no matter how painful. And here, in my view, is what is true. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people.
1: The will of the people, MAGA Republicans! You guys are evil! You're evil. Everything about you is evil. You guys. I watched a bit of it last night. Got home a little bit late. Played some golf. Decided, you know, I'm going to treat myself. It's my day off. And after working 10 hours, I'd like to play a little golf. Got home and uh, watched a bit of it. Then rewatched some of it today. And I got to be honest with you. For somebody who was supposed to uh, unite us, somebody who was supposed to bring us together, it was anything but. It was divisive. It was angry. Yes, you know what? There are MAGA Republicans out there who are have gone down to QAnon hole who need help. That now are, are in a position where everything is a conspiracy, right? At work. Jim's talking to Jenny in the corner. Conspiracy! They're out to get me! Every, they, they, they find conspiracies everywhere. You demonized a group of people that look, yes, some of them went way too far. Let's let's be honest. Let's be here's the one thing. And I tell my kid this all the time. Jack, 12 years old, going to see him this week. Super excited. I tell him this all the time. I hold you more accountable than others. Both parties need to start holding their own party accountable for extremes and lunacy that runs rampant, whether it's it was stolen and the Chinese did it, along with the Venezuelans and the wackiness, or it is, uh, you know, uh, I can pick any pronoun I want, and if you dare question me, I want to have you canceled, and uh, you know, a- enough, enough. Hold your own party accountable as much as you want to hold the other side accountable. The last night was none of that. Last night was basically MAGA is responsible for everything. All the bad that's ever happened. It's all MAGA's fault. From top to bottom. The MAGA Republicans believe
3: that for them to succeed, everyone else has to fail.
1: I where? Where 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 is that? I'm not a MAGA Republican. Right? I'm a Independent, libertarian, right-leaning person who believes in freedom. And I would love to hear voices. I love to be challenged. And I love to challenge back. And I think good conversation, debate is needed to drive us forward. Let's not pretend that it isn't. But at nowhere do I see people go, okay, here's the thing. I want us to succeed and want everybody else to fail. No. There's more than enough. I've worked at places like that. Everybody has, right? Got that boss that it's never enough. Right. And it has nothing to do with achievement at that time. It's just like, I don't want to share with anybody else. And I'm not talking even about employees. I'm talking about other businesses. It's never been that way. Right. So, where, where, Mr. President, where is that that to, to succeed, everybody else has to fail? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you in your glorious speech of bright red behind you, fire and whatnot. They believe
3: america not like i believe about america i believe america is
1: big enough for all of us to succeed I, a hundred percent agree here's what i don't agree with uh remember there is equality and equity separate things right an equitable outcome is regardless of what you did, regardless of, of any of the effort you put in, regardless of your 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 whatever it is, your skill in something, that we're all gonna share it equally. No, that's not that's not. I believe in a meritocracy, the best should get it, it period, case closed. But I believe in equality, meaning everybody gets shot, right? Everybody gets to come up to the plate and take a swing. Not everybody's going to hit the ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was not a uniting and coming together last night. It wasn't. It was divisive. It was the usual, uh, you know, fighting for, of course, what?
3: I ran for president because I believe we're in a battle for the soul of this nation.
1: The soul of the nation. So he's in the battle for everybody's in the battle. How many times you heard that? I'm in the battle for the soul of the nation. I'm in a battle for this is a turning. This is the most important election in the history of elections of this time and this day and this week. Nothing is more important than this. And this is soul of the nation. And only I can deliver the soul of the nation the way that you want it to be delivered. I still believe that to be true.
3: I believe the soul is the breath, the life. And the essence of who we are.
1: And you're there to fight for it. I just felt like, man, uh, you went and you demonized a bunch of people. You did. You demonized a bunch of people that, look, we can all agree Right. And if you think that, that what happened on January 6th was totally fine and and, and, and there was no, you know, uh, nothing went wrong. It was whatever it is. And, and no, no, it's wrong. And stop making the argument about the you know, what about all the stuff with George Floyd and all the people writing? Yeah, that's all bad. All of it's bad. One doesn't make the other one right. OK, it doesn't. It, so let's, let's get that out there. But you demonized a bunch of people. Hillary, you should have talked to her. She would have said, hey, I call them deplorables. Didn't work. It was not a good thing to do. I would, I would be careful. What Joe Biden
4: doesn't understand is that the soul of America is in
5: the tens of millions of hardworking people, of loving families, of law-abiding citizens whom he vilified for
1: simply wanting a stronger, safer, and more prosperous country. Kevin McCarthy there, who uh, I don't always see eye to eye with. But, yeah, you demonized. Why? Why? You didn't unite. You didn't come together. You didn't come out and say, look, here's the deal. Some of you are out there in a rabbit hole. You've gone down it, understandably. But this is not how we do business. This is not who we are. This is not what we're about. We're more united and better and stronger when we're together. We're not going to agree on everything, but we should all be rowing in the same direction. Now, we may disagree on how we're going to get from point A to point B. But we know that point B is over there, and we're all rowing in that direction. One of you wants to go this direction. The other goes this direction and hopes that both of you end up in the same place, right? But you vilified a group of people last night. I know a ton of MAGA Republicans. I know a ton of left-leaning. You know, some of my best friends in the world—they're—they're they're on the left, and I love them. And some people I know have gone down on both sides, down rabbit holes, and they—it's tough to have conversations with them anymore. But I never vilify them. The extremists—they're tearing the soul of America. Democracy is doomed. Blah blah blah. Enough. That's hyperbole. That was a a speech last night that says, "Hey, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere, and we're coming." Because they feel like they smell blood in the water. That the the people that have been put up in the midterms are weak, and in some cases they absolutely are. They're not good quality, as as Mitch McConnell said, and in other cases, they were. They're waiting for the Republicans to, as we've talked about it, to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. But remember this, and we talk about it all the time. Every one of us has been in an arguments where we know we have wronged or have been the person who will look on on all of this, it, it's 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 our fault. And then somebody makes it personal and right and wrong goes out the window. And what comes in? A pushback because you've made it personal. You made it personal last night. And the pushback's going to come. And it's not going to come in the form of violence oh, at all, But you watch what happens. You energized a base that didn't need energizing, but you energized a portion of the base that isn't, quote unquote, the MAGA Republicans, but they feel like you just lumped them all in there. No matter how many times you came, it's not all of them. Oh, trust me, they feel it. And they heard it. 323 2, 5, 3, 538 2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Hope all is well with you. A lot of stuff to get to today. Failures in school, which were huge. We're going to discuss that. So much stuff to get to. Plus the most expensive television show ever. Wait to hear how much this thing costs. It's the Chad Benson Show.
2: Serving
0: up talk radio medium rare and dripping with irony. It's Chad Benson.
6: Some 13 million Americans are expected to fly over Labor Day weekend. That's according to Hopper. The busiest airports, Atlanta, Denver, and Los Angeles. More than 2.3 million passengers were screened yesterday. That's more than the same day pre-pandemic in 2019. Ah, I guess
1: we're still traveling. We are. I'm going to be traveling here in a little while. Finish this. Got some stuff to do. Boom. Bounce on the way. Driving out to L.A. or Orange County area. See my uh, son play uh, hacky. Uh, pretty pumped about that. Uh, just not looking forward to the drive, knowing it's going to take a while. Plus, the where I drive. So we're, we're going from Phoenix, taking the whole family. And normally we would drive uh, straight through a place called Blythe, which is uh, kind of the Valley of the Dirt People. And then you would drive in through Palm Springs. The problem is the tan got completely washed out in a certain area. So we have to go back down through San Diego to take an extra hour. On top of the fact that it's going to be, well, you know, busy because of the travel time.
7: More people will be traveling by car than
6: plane this holiday weekend. So you can expect some delays out there on the roads. The absolute worst times to travel between 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. today. Best times to travel before 1 p.m. or after 7 p.m.
1: Yeah, so I'll be on the road uh, well before any of those things. I hope so. God, I tell you, it's just... It's the one thing, like you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be on vacation, and as you can hear in my voice, I'm not. Uh, that's because I love you guys. So with, you know, some good things happening. So I came back a little early. Uh, but one of the things is that you know, it's it's very interesting is the fact that uh, you know, it's like I, I'm excited about going out, seeing the family, and the whole nine yards. It's not the drive though, and the drive drives me crazy. Because it seems to be, no matter when I leave, if I had left yesterday or two days ago, I know it would have been uh, whatever reason be a nightmare. Today, I'm thinking, uh, you know, it is, you just don't know what to expect. That's the other thing. Because we went out uh, Thanksgiving. We actually left, like, the day before, the day before everybody leaves. Last year for Thanksgiving or the year before last. It took us, like, 14 hours to, to go to the place that normally takes us six, and oh, I was my wife's like, Just "Calm down!" I was like, "I can't! I hate it!" <laughs> and I drive a lot too. That's the other thing. Not looking forward to this. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. I told Jack last night, son, hockey's expensive. Dad's driving out. It's gonna cost some money. You better win. Because the last time I saw you guys play, it was their first tournament. They'd never played together. Literally never played together. Most of them didn't even know each other's name. It was a team spe- specifically put together for tournaments. And uh, they did okay the first couple of games, and they got boat raced. I expect a different result. I told them there will be a different result. Oh, yes, there will. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program, jobs, 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 jobs.
5: U.S. employers added about 315,000 jobs last month with notable gains in healthcare, retail and professional services. But at the same time, the number of unemployed Americans rose by 344,000 to 6 million altogether, pushing the unemployment rate up to 3.7%. The numbers are expected to guide the Federal Reserve as it meets to decide this month whether another interest rate hike is needed to slow inflation.
1: Yeah, I think they will throw another interest rate hike. I wouldn't be surprised if they start doing this now, going up by a quarter. So what you might see is they'll go up by a quarter starting... Uh, this next one, and then maybe see what takes place in again this month, and then maybe go up by a quarter. I don't think we're we're at the point now where they're going to be doing it by you know seven, you know three quarters or percent or a percent. I just think they're going to inch by inch because they're trying to soft land us, and I don't know if they can do it. I just think that ship sailed a while ago, and uh, there's so many other factors now. And they've never been good at this. I think out of the nine times they've tried to to slow down an economy to try to bring it in line with supply and demand, uh, they've crashed the boat. Sunk the ship, as they would say. 323 At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. COVID was a nightmare. Everybody kept saying that. The teachers' unions did not care. It has hurt kids. We'll touch a bit on that. A lot of stuff to squeeze into. It's the Chad Benson Show.
6: Benson Show
0: Independent Thoughts, Independent Life. This is Chad Benson.
1: Last night. Biden getting out there doing his speechy McBobber, and it was very speechy McBobbery. I I just, I wasn't impressed, and I thought he would, I thought it would be better. I did. It was not uniting. It was, it was, uh, even some of my friends who are very, you know, left-leaning, they're not uber-progressive, but they're liberals. There's no doubt about that. Said they just, it felt uncomfortable to them uh, last night how to move forward as a country
5: what are we spending our money on
0: me i'm just hoping that gun
7: violence to stop my biggest concern is right now is yeah. medical medical me-
2: more divided than we ever were
7: far more far he's the most
8: divisive president in the history of the united states at least in my lifetime a lot of room for improvement on any
1: side of the aisle yeah you hear a lot of voters there uh by the way we're the most divided we've ever been no we're not actually we're not. We fought a war, let's not forget that, against each other. We had a portion of our nation want wanted to break off and do their own thing. We fought a war to continue this great experiment. Let's not forget that. And let's not forget that we didn't have Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok uh, 100 years ago. 200 years ago. We, we didn't have those things. How divided might it, had we been at that point? The difference is is we're able to connect crazy with crazy and angry with angry like that. But he's on the ballot no matter what anybody says. He's there. He's on the ballot. And some of that is in large part because of, uh, you know, the COVID response. People don't like Trump the way he did it. And then, oh, he was mean and he was all these things. And then the next thing you know, uh, people are like well, maybe he wasn't the worst, right? And 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 we're still talking about COVID. There's still wacky things going on in certain places. And Joe Rogan said something last week that was I thought kind of spot on, especially when it came to the pandemic.
8: they had ever experienced a true pandemic, and I'm hoping that now that this is over, people are going to you know, recognize that some serious errors were made and not repeat those. That's the best you can get out of it. So what do you tell those people? Vote Republican. (laughs) (laughs) That's what a lot of them are going to do anyway. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, more than a million people transferred over to the Republican Party, I think, in 2021 alone. But, you know, you look at guys like Ron DeSantis, who kept Florida open and, and had some pretty reasonable policies.
1: Reasonable policies, right? Reasonable policies. People were looking for The reasonable policies. Teachers unions were cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. They're coming out. There's a great article in the USA Today. Say, Don't let the teachers unions fool you into blaming everybody else for their failure of our children. Don't do it. Do not do it. Because Randy Weingard, who's the head of the, the 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 you know American Federation of Teachers, she's just like, well, you know, if we had a crystal ball, blah blah blah. She's out there like that's everybody else's fault, It's not our fault. We were only doing this. You 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 didn't do the things you were supposed to do. You didn't ris- listen to 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 logic, reason, science, whatever you want to call it, right? From whether it was the medical community, the scientific community, the mental health. Community, You listen to none of it. Some states did. And what you do? Oh, they just hate kids. They want kids to die. That's all they want. They want people to die. They hate children.
8: Ron DeSantis kept Florida open and had some pretty reasonable policies in terms of like what what to do about COVID. And, you know, he mapped it out on television. He was widely criticized for this where he was saying, like, we need to protect our elders. We need to, you know, make sure that medical care is available for for those people and everyone else. You should be able to do whatever you want to do Yeah, protect your freedom.
1: There you go. There you go. And let's not forget, even throwing in the election, the mass mailing of people, all kinds of ballots to fill out. Let's not forget all of the stuff that went into it. And some states were Republicans and they, uh, held by Republicans, and they flipped and said, oh, we're going to do this because of the pandemic. It was early on. I get it. We didn't know what was going on. We didn't know how bad it was going to be. We're not trusting anything China says for reasons, uh, well, are pretty obvious. But then Europe's like, eh, we're not shutting down schools, right? And then when they did shut down schools, they reopened them rather quickly. And they were just like, yeah, we've noticed here that nothing really happens to kids. And they're not big spreaders. Uh, This isn't like the flu, right? Eh, You know, they're going to be fine. But no. And so what do we have? We have kids now that are struggling like we cannot believe. Test scores, huh?
4: They found in the 2022 results that reading scores plunged their lowest levels since the 1990s. And that math scores dropped for the first time in the test history, and the test goes back as far as the 1970s.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The struggle is more than real. It's Evan. We sent our we we sent our kids back, not just two, three, four years. In some cases, much longer in their development, not just in education but in development with each other. And they're just dumbfounded. Like, I just (laughs) don't... Brianna Keeler, uh, New Day, you know, the old CNN, had the old uh, education secretary on there.
2: This is the National Assessment of Educational Progress. It's known as the nation's report card. And it was released overnight. And it showed the worst drop in math and reading scores in decades for fourth grade students what is that telling you is that a repudiation of remote learning during the pandemic
6: you know that is very
8: alarming it's disturbing but it's not surprising keeping in mind a year and a half ago um, over half of our schools were not open for full-time learning
1: yeah why because you allowed unions to push you around you allowed unions to do whatever they wanted to do you you allowed them to gin up their base, to push back against anything where, like, hey, maybe kids should be in there. You let teachers jump. I said early on, so locally here, I do a show out in Phoenix, and I, my partner uh, on air, uh, not life partner, but uh, it's not wrong with that, uh, His his wife retired. And actually, COVID was her final year. And, uh, you know, she's not 90. She's, you know, she's young, vibrant. She was just done teaching. she had been teaching for 20-some years. He's very pro-teacher. And I said, look, uh, healthy, get to work. Teachers, uh, you go first to the line. You get shots because parents need to have their kids in school so they can function and our society can function. And we get back. And yet the pushback came. Well, what about this? But the kids don't have – like, everything changed, right? Like, the minute you got a shot – well, the kids don't have it, and I don't have my second shot. It was the, the goalpost move. Now, Arizona, we don't teach our we we, we don't do great things for our teachers here. We, we we treat them, I'll be honest, piss poor. It's no way to run things, kids. But I will tell you this they had the hoops that they wanted people to jump through. Minor part is like, that's because see our governor here, hates kids. And one step that, you know, and I'm like, dude, the evidence is not there. You're looking for it's not. But the kids are testing positive in the hospital when you're already in the hospital and you're there for a broken ankle. And you didn't even know you had it. It's not the same thing as in the hospital for COVID. Even even Fauci came out and said, come on, guys, we got to get guys. We got to get the kids to school, guys. We can't have this. We can't nicole uh sapphire
2: well julie let's be clear you see the new york times the wall street journal everyone's talking about the fact that these scores came out and they're like oh no. my gosh the kids are not okay yet we know we've known that <laughs> since yeah. the end of summer 2020 when fair health came out with data showing that children were taking up a larger amount of percentages going to the emergency department because of mental health issues
1: yes remember trump's out there he goes, it's not good for the kids it's bad it's horrible it's not good we're not talking about that it's like you hate kids i saw what it did so i have a i have two stepchildren right and we were fortunate enough; they went to uh they go to a little private school uh that never shut down uh and my little one who just turned four well she was you know it was neat she had her brothers and sisters around my son came out here and spent a ton of time with us he's 12 lives in san It's 12 lives in san Diego. It's fantastic I love the fact that I got to spend a ton of time with him. And his school was a STEM school, super advanced. They had stuff built. It was way better. My little brother, for those of you who knew the show, my mother's adopted my niece's nephews. I have little brothers the same age as my son and and one younger. One of them, Elijah, who I love dearly. I can't wait to see tonight. It set him back so far. And because he's got some developmental issues because of my sister and the drugs and everything, he has got a – it it is so bad now based on the fact that he couldn't get in school, that his routine was destroyed, and that it was so bad that even when they went back to school partially, it was was nothing like he'd seen before, that now my mother has to have a person come in every day to help him get ready for school because he's at that point where he's unmanageable at times. Not to mention the fact that it set him back years and years when it came to reading and all of these things. We failed the kids. And by we, I'm looking at progressives. I'm looking at the teachers' unions. The overreaction of politicians. Failure. Failed the kids. And then, of course, what do they always report? Well, you know, it's, uh, it's always about, uh, I always knew my son was going to be fine because we're there. We're, 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 we're in it. We're doing all the things we're blessed. Wife doesn't have to work all of the things. The school, he goes to the whole nine yards. I always knew that, but I knew there were a bunch of other kids out there that were
4: going to struggle. Like in other patterns across society that we've seen during the pandemic. Unfortunately, black and Hispanic students fell behind at even more severe rates than white students did.
1: Yeah. They never bring up Asian kids, by the way, (laughs) they're the exact same. As uh, as they were, it looks like. So, I mean, they never, they never, you ever notice that whenever we talk about, like, everyone's talking about color, but then many, we don't mention Asian kids. Because, you know, because of the thing. What thing? Well, you know, because they do all their, they, they work hard and do all that. Well, well no, tell me. It's their privilege. We failed the kids. We need to recognize that. And I think people are going to be held accountable. And that's why you're seeing more and more Republicans and parents that you would think Who? are running for school board across the country three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three it is the chad benson show
0: irreverence um like yeah so what it's the chad benson show
1: Fasten your seatbelts and stop sending nudes. That message from a Southwest pilot who threatened to turn his plane around when a passenger on the flight from Houston to Cabo San Lucas started airdropping nude photos to the other travelers. So this continues
6: while we're on the ground, I'm
1: gonna have to pull back to the gate.
2: I still can't figure out why anybody would do this and think that, A, it's a good idea, or, B, anybody wants to see them, but it happened.
1: Yeah, that's right. Hey, kids, thanks for flying with us. We know you can fly on other planes, and normally this only happens on Frontier, uh, where you get to see your neighbor's junk. (laughs) That is... (laughs) Uh, Again, uh, check it out.
5: So here's the deal. This continues while we're on the ground. I'm going to have to pull back to the gate everybody's going to have to get off we're going to have to get security involved oh, and it's vacation that's going to be ruined so you folks, whatever that airdrop thing is put, send a naked picture and let's get yourself to Cabo
1: now folks, we're going to Cabo and everybody's going to see everybody's junk we don't need to do it right here there are FAA regulations about airdropping junk to people stop doing it or I'm turning the car around <laughs> that is so funny oh my lord I feel sorry for you, ladies. You know, it's like you hear stories. It's like, yeah, we texted for five minutes, and uh, then I saw his wiener. <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of weird. Like, that's your card, like you would hand out to people. That's just so. Uh. But airdropping's the new thing. So if you don't have airdrop, essentially anybody who, so if you're on the airdrop and you're local and, you know, you, and you anybody could drop, airdrop something. And I think when they thought this, you don't think when they're ever thinking about this, hey, you don't think people are going to send their junk, right? I got this new thing. It's called Airdrop, and it's awesome. And so if we're close to each other and I just want to drop you something, or and anybody, you know, it could be something neat, like free coupons for everybody, whatever. You don't think anybody's going to send pictures of their wiener, do you? No, 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 no. Maybe? I don't know. Oh. Uh, it is expensive to make uh, television films, shows. It's right where reality TV is so popular because it's not very expensive. Uh, Amazon's taking it to a next level. It's said to be the most expensive TV series ever made. Evil does not
6: sleep. And star Nazanin Boniadi tells me you see the money on the screen.
4: Uh, The costumes are distinct, the accents are distinct, um, the color schemes, everything. It's just really gorgeous to watch.
6: Star Charlie Vickers tells me you don't need to be a J.R.R. Tolkien expert to watch. These are stories everyone can relate to. Stories of hope and stories of love and despair. The first two episodes of The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, hit Prime Video tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern.
1: 700... million dollars is what they're saying this is costing and this is how they are going to decide whether or not they're going to continue to be in the studio game Uh, i don't know how you measure it like that to me is 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 interesting it's like are do you think you're going to get Seven hundred fifty million. How many people do you think you're going to get? That's going to join specifically because of the Lord of the Rings. Is is that how you're measuring it? Are you measuring it for watched hours? I, I don't know, but that is a ton of money when it comes to uh, a show. I mean, it's huge. That's like that's some serious dollars. And so they decided. And, you know, I was talking, you know, my uncle and I, for those of you guys who knew the show, we have a, uh, we have our stuff we do, and we were talking to some people over Netflix, and they are like, because they're killing everything right now. Like, they're just, we're done, we're done. Even if it's successful, they're like, eh, it's not successful enough. Like, it's, we're done, we're done, we're done. And they're not even making money realistically, in many ways, off of uh, Stranger Things. Because the cost of it is tremendous. And... I, and they're cutting things left, right. And a lot of places are going to, and that's, you know, when you start to see those kind of things, and some of it is because it was, we just had too much. Uh, now what they're looking for is, Hey, you go film something. You bring it to us. Uh, we'll partner up with you. Yeah, if you got something good and it's already done and in the can, yeah, we'll let you play it here because it's too expensive. 700 million on the, the you know, the, the, you know, even the dialect and the uh, is is spectacular on this. The, uni, the uniforms, the clothing, $700 million worth? It better be damn good. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three 538 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, touch the program. College football's back this weekend in earnest. A couple big games. You got, what, uh, Georgia taking on, uh, well, you got Ohio State, Notre Dame, huge. And Oregon taking on Georgia. So, you got ranked teams in the first weekend. Somebody may be out of the playoffs in the first week. That's what I love about college football. It's just awesome. Didn't cost $700 million for a college football game. Just letting you know that. Chad Benson.
0: This is the Chad Benson Show. independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson.
1: Did you feel united? Did you feel together? I'm just asking because I don't think a lot of people were last night. When Biden came out, delivered a speech that, quite frankly, wasn't as uniting and was uh, far more divisive than uh, I, I, I expected. The backdrop was bizarre, right? It's this, this, you know, he's got these, it's red behind. It was just, it was so weird, right? He was flanked by by. Uh, Marines, and it was just, it was a, and I don't think he came up with that. See, like Trump, could I see Trump doing something like where you come up with uh, something like this as the optics? Yes, because that's what Trump's all about. It, just, it, it was very non-Biden. And he came out last night, and what did he say? He said, basically, look, uh, you MAGA people, it's all your fault about everything. But first, we must be honest with each other and
3: with ourselves. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic.
1: Does it really threaten that? I get asked that all the time. Chad, do you think we're going to a civil war? No. Let me tell you when we'll go to a civil war. When we can put it on an app. Honestly. I'm not going to a civil war. That takes effort. (laughs) Have you met us? Has anybody met us? Have you met America? There's a reason we're excited about AI. We're like, man, if we just work a little harder, we won't have to work at all. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, we, we're not. We're not. Oh, yeah, we're going to go to some. Who are we fighting? You came out last night and you demonized people. You energized the base that, quite frankly, was teeter-tottering at times. Right? They just lost a special election in Alaska. Right? It, it, you, you feel like, hey, we're going to hold on to the Senate because you got some people out there that are uh, not very good. Masters are struggling here. Don't so get me started with Dr. Oz. The fact that Dr. Oz and John Fetterman are battling it out shows you how shallow the pool of candidates is right now. They're not swimming to the deep end is what I'm saying. You're even starting to think we may hold on to the House. And then you came out last night, you demonized people. You called them extremists. You talked about them being a threat to the very foundation of And the fiber of our beings.
3: I want to be very clear. Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. Yeah, look, there is
1: something there that was real. What's the old saying? It's not what you say; it's how you say. It. Last night was not a uniting. You know, out there saying, "Look, Republicans, we need you. We need a strong second party." We, you know, Nancy Pelosi came out right. You remember, it was about two months ago, and she said that we need a strong Republican party. Well, why is that? Because she realized the game that's played. Absolutely, she also realizes that 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 a party of one does whatever it wants whenever it wants, and that is not good. But you came out last night, and instead of coming out in your that half-assery right there, well, you know, <laughs> not all of you guys are bad. All people heard was extremists, Republicans, destroy the country. That's what they heard. Oh. Yeah. They're not thrilled by it, nor should they be. You made people that aren't really fans of Trump. And let's break this down. You cannot like Trump but like the things he did. You can say I like I like having our borders secure. Oh yeah, I like that too you could say things like you know what i like low taxes i think we need that you you can say i think we need to think about ourselves first and we need to get out of some of these wars that we're in and the money we spent is waste you could think a lot of those things now it doesn't mean it's always going to come off because remember there are three co-equal branches of government and the executive branch has a say but so does the legislative branch and and you know eventually as we all know the courts end up having the final say nowadays because everybody just kind of defers to them but You have turned people that maybe weren't thrilled by so much of what Trump was about but liked his governance into, hey, I know he was wrong, but now you're saying – it makes it feel like you're saying all of us. Well, I'm not saying that, but it feels that way, and the pushback is going to continue to come. Even through – there's lefties out there like, eh, it wasn't the best thing. Ah. I, you know, I mean, it's. Uh, it could have been better. It could have been better. It could have been. The optics, I don't think we're good. It's the way you say it. It is. I believe America is at an inflection point,
3: one of those moments that determine the shape of everything that's to come after. And now, America must choose to move forward or to move backwards, to be a nation of hope and unity and optimism. Are a nation of fear, division, and of darkness. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies.
1: Right? As he's saying that, he then comes out and says this. So remember, the 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 MAGA Republicans, and he's trying to separate them. Things we've talked about here. You've got the definitely the MAGA party. Uh, inside of the Republican party and, and, and inside you've got the conservatives the old school the George Wills the the tweed jackets with the uh, little you know elbow uh, things stitched on and smoking a pipe going oh definitely. and you've got just the you know the mainstream republicans they call them rhinos now but as you're saying all these things remember how you say it you're now going very deplorable remember what she did she said deplorables it never left the minds of so many even people that are they didn't take offense to it it was on their mind it was and just as much as you say that, oh they're out there screaming and yelling and they're they they want to destroy everything and they're all about fear you come out and say something like this the
3: MAGA republicans believe that for them to succeed everyone else has to fail they believe america not like I believe about America. I believe America is big enough for all of us to succeed.
1: So that's it. So for MAGA Republicans, it's about everybody has to fail. I mean, you you, you you played the game, you demonized people, and there are people out there last night that do not sympathize with Trump, but then they're looking at the FBI thing. And they're looking at the four years or five years plus of Russia, 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 Russia. And then the Ukraine thing. And then, yes, you know what? Trump's biggest screw-up, in many ways, was Trump. And January 6th was a joke. It was a nightmare. And if you think it's anything other than people just wandering around the halls, you're full of yourself. Hold your own accountable. That being said, when you're out there demonizing everybody, Right. When you're out there saying it's all about, uh, uh, you know, violence, the political violence that only comes from one side. More and more talk about violence
3: as an acceptable political tool in this country. It's not. It can never be an acceptable tool. So I want to say this plain and simple. There is no place for political violence in America. Period. None. Ever.
1: I absolutely agree. But I know what the Republicans are going to say, the MAGA Republicans in particular, and rightly so. What about all the stuff that went on during the summer? What January 6th was, was wrong. And were there people there that had designs thinking that they were going to roll in there and stop something and continue to keep Trump as president? Yeah, there were some people out there who believed that. There's no doubt. But. That being said, you were quiet when cities burned. When cities ceded parts of the city to right-leaning people? MAGA Republicans? No, no. If you want to endear yourself to the people, you don't demonize one group and ignore the failings of your own. You, You get it all out there. And the way you say it, Matters. The optics matter. And last night was not good optics. It's not. And usually, Joe, when it comes to certain things in particular, trying to unite and empathize and stuff like that, he's usually pretty good.
3: That's why tonight I'm asking our nation to come together, unite behind the single purpose of defending our democracy, regardless of your
1: ideology. Our democracy is fine. It's not going anywhere. It's not. We're going to be fine we're more divided than ever no it just seems that way because we have access angry people have access to one another trust me i get it every day i hate you you suck you're a fascist you're a nazi you're a communist whatever it is that you say it's all the same we're fine average person is getting on with their life but there are people last night that were sitting there and they said to themselves I don't really, I'm not a huge fan of Trump, but they may be Republicans or conservatives, but they felt like you just called them essentially extremists, And they may not agree with Trump and a lot of what the MAGA movement or whatever it is is all about, but they feel they've been lumped into it. And like everybody does, when you make it personal and everybody takes everything personal nowadays, you can expect a pushback. 323-538-2423 Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter, tweet at us, text the program a little. What's trending from the worldwide web of information? Super high, straight ahead, Chad Benson Show.
0: If you like talk radio, like Chad Benson likes his meals, you've come to the perfect place. Takeout.
7: Five, four, three, two,
4: one, zero, ignition, Lift
1: off. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? Should I find a trending thing or two in the old interwebs? Chad, what's trending? What is that? we go find out what's trending. What's, what's happening? What's the haps? Oh. Uh, let's take a look over here Biden's speech last night trending big time on Google oh yeah the Artemis rocket launch this is where we're going back to the moon to look and see what's going on at the moon double check that our stuff is still there find out if China's put a base up already and uh, that's interesting I'm very very interested in that yeah Russell Wilson signed a fat contract yesterday good for them Man, that's a lot of money. So the thing about football is, you know, baseball you get all that guaranteed money and it's great and you know, they sign you those fat contracts, but then you eventually, you know, the first 6 years is good, 7th year is okay, by 8, 9 and 10, you know, you're you're they're paying you 45 million dollars a year to to ground out to first, but uh take it while you can, man. Take it while you can. Head over to the magical world of uh Twitter where everybody fights and argues cuz that's what we do. Unity is tweeting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Unity is tweeting, as well as, (laughs) uh, you know, uh, MAGA extremists. Oh, yeah, 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 I could see that. Yeah, went a little... Last night was just different, that whole thing. Lots of stuff about a ton of the speech and what went down last night. Uh, The Rings of Power is... Trending. Democracy is trending. Labor Day. College Colors Day. Oh, yeah, because college football kicks off this week. I'm super excited about that. Very excited about that. Brett Favre is is trending because uh, there was a welfare scandal and he got a lot of money and apparently he gave it back but there was some sort of... He got a ton of money from a state that can't afford it and a state that doesn't have water in their capital. If you guys are following along, that's something else that's trending. Is Jackson, Mississippi is struggling because of the rains and the floods, that their water supply is such a mess that since July they've been telling the residents you guys need to boil your water. And that many schools are now not in person because their water system's a hot mess. It is an absolute debacle. And I saw somebody today. Well, it's the Republicans won't give them water. Settle down with that. It's a me- like everything. It is a mess when it comes to you know uh, something like this. This was years in the making though. Again, the uh, uh, you know I, I, I was laughing because I'm like, why are you saying Republicans are and like oh because it's a Democrat city is why. On top of all of that stuff and the flooding and the water, well, you got to watch out for gators because it's the South. And as we know, if there is a pond or a puddle of water,
5: There's a gator. As the Pearl River rose, a backwater lake that's normally inaccessible was suddenly quite accessible. Two brothers, Jim and Richie Denson, had just started an alligator harvesting business but were having no luck and were thinking of giving it up until one of them spotted a gator in that lake and they threw in their lines. The alligator put up a fight, dragging the men's boat about 20 feet, but the Densons eventually won. The 10-foot, 2-inch animal may set a Mississippi record for longest female. She may have been 100 years old when the Denson brothers hauled her in.
1: Yeah, kill her. She's a hundred years old. We got her now, because it takes a while to get that size. That's what they're saying, and they live a while. It is, <laughs> it is amazing in our modern time that we can't fix these things. But infrastructure is so important, right? California. We're, this weekend's going to be a massive heat wave. I'm heading out there, and very excited to leave, uh, uh, you know, Arizona to go to California to get there and to also feel a heat wave normally you escape there uh, at this time of year but infrastructure is huge right they're already expecting huge blackouts in california you've got the likes of mississippi with flooding and they're just they were they were not prepared for this stuff but it was years in the making and go back to katrina it was not a shock to everybody It wasn't the storm It was the flooding. It was the, that nobody was prepared to realize that, hey, you know what? We need to fix some of this stuff here. Because they're too busy handing out money to other things. Government, man. It's good money if you can get it, especially because it's not yours. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Shows, your Twitter, Chad Benson Show.
6: chad benson show
0: independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson
1: That's me, you're you, last night, crazy, wacky. Uh, I didn't think it was his best. Biden came out, delivered his speech, because you know it's all about the soul of the nation.
3: I ran for president because I believe we're in a battle for the soul of this nation. I still believe that to be true. I believe the soul is the breath, the life, and the essence of who we are.
1: It was a campaign speech maybe for two thousand twenty-four? I'm still here, and hey, uh, let's not throw all of our people out because uh, anything but inflation, and economy, or any of the other stuff we could talk about that would be fantastic. It was very divisive. Wasn't great. Uh, again, I usually he's really good at those things. Trump was Trump is not good at. He was never good. It, it's tough. Like Obama is great at giving a speech. He's great at, you know, the empathy. Clinton, great. Bush, you know, I mean, 9-11 and just there was things that he did. Trump is great at giving a speech that's, it's not a speech. It's just, it's it's a performance. He gets up there and does it. Biden's usually good at this. He wasn't last night. He just wasn't. I think it was good. Uh, I think it was more divisive than anything else. And we live in a world where words matter. And part of that is that, you know, this thing, the culture wars. Andrew Doyle talks about the culture wars. It's very interesting uh, to hear him talk about that because there are. I mean, you know, for all of the, you know, everybody screams, oh, every Republican out there is a fascist. You're a fascist. You're a fascist. You're this, that, and the other. Yet it's the insanity of the fact that the left runs around always trying to cancel people. Always trying to change the words, always saying, hey, uh, you said something I didn't like. Based on that, I should take away your freedoms and destroy you as much as possible. And that is the culture wars that we're in the midst of. The companies that compile dictionaries are
9: now seemingly stuffed activists the role of the dictionary is to record common usage but over the past few years you'll have noticed that some staff members at dictionary companies change definitions to better suit their ideological creed because really the culture war is all about language and who gets to define the meanings of words so take America's oldest dictionary Merriam-Webster whose uh, contributors have deemed it necessary to change the definition of the word racism to reflect systemic oppression
1: yeah because if you can control the language, right? You, you know, uh, Bill Ayers, I mean, he, he, he broke it down. You control what? Education. Well, the left's doing that big time. You can control the entertainment world and the free speech world and the media. Mm, you know, the right's doing a good job putting pushing back in some areas, but the establishment media, not so much. Uh, medical, right? Get a hold of that medical to make it, you know, and, and then language. And the language part of it is so important. I live in a world where I talk for a living. And there are people out there who listen to radio like mine and everybody else's across the country that they're looking for something to try to catch somebody on. They're looking for that tweet. They may find a tweet and go, oh, this is good. But I want to make sure that that person's in a position where they're higher than they are now so I can come after them when it's appropriate. That's the scary thing. We live in a gotcha society, and language is a great place to control. I want to be very clear. Not every Republican. Not- ah, hold on a second. That guy's uh, thats the old guy. By old guy, you mean older? Yeah, I mean older. But anti-racist activists
9: are telling us that not being racist is a form of racism and that we must be actively anti-racist. But what they mean by that is that we must accept the presupposition of critical race theory, that racism underpins all human interactions and that all white people are inherently complicit. In other words, people are being coerced into accepting some very regressive ideas because the fear of being branded as racist is so great.
1: Yeah. College is right now. Right? You have to have, essentially, a woke ideology. They want mission statements from you on how are you going to be an activist because their whole goal is to, to drum out anything conservative, anything that will push back, libertarian, even classic liberals. That's what they're looking for. They want one ideology. This is destroying college campuses. The professors are coming in and they're like, well, you know, we looked at their their, their mission statements and, and 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 their 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 thoughts and certain activism. Uh it, it's not what yeah, but he's here to teach math. She's here for science. You want one group think that's scary. That is.
9: Now, most people understand racism to be hatred or prejudice against others due to their race. But for social justice activists, racism is an equation, prejudice plus power, which is why they say that only white people can be racist. That's why when two Indian teenagers were arrested at a football game in New Jersey, having verbally abused and urinated on a group of black schoolgirls, the New York Times didn't say this was a racist attack, but that the perpetrators were enacting whiteness.
1: Think about that. So, it was people of color and people of color doing something to one another, and the only response is, well, it's because white people do it. And so they're just acting out as what, you know. Yeah. Again, control the language. All of this constant redefinition
9: means you're forever doubting your senses. Here's another example of the Merriam-Webster dictionary. This is how they've defined female for many years. Of, relating to, or being the sex that typically has the capacity to bear young or produce eggs. But sometime in the past few months, they sneakily added this second definition. Having a gender identity that is the opposite of male. So all of a sudden, being female is being
1: defined in terms of what it's not.
7: Yes, and your definition of dog is? Not a
1: cat. (laughs) So true. It's a great one on the Babylon Bee, when it's a spelling bee. You know, if you don't know the Babylon Bee, it's uh, its like the Onion, it's a Christian satirical site. It's like the Onion, and they're at a, like the like the big spelling bee championship, and they're like, uh, "Ethan, your word is woman," and uh, there's two judges, there's a guy and a girl, and he goes, "Can you use it in a sentence?" And he's like, "Mrs. Smith," and she's all, "Yes, your word is woman," and he's all, "Can you use it in a sentence?" And she's like, "No." because of insanity because of control that's huge when the compilers of dictionaries
9: are telling you that words no longer mean what you think they mean it's a means of control as the science fiction writer philip k dick said the basic tool for the manipulation of reality is the manipulation of words if you can control the meaning of words you can control the people who must
1: use the word that's scary it is it is and I don't care if you're on the right or left, you should be worried about this. You should be. Because, you know, the controlling of and the the mainstreaming of stuff, that's not true on both sides. Because, well, you want to control something, and so you can get it out there. You know, fake news. Uh, that's huge, right? Now both sides use it. And you know, I, I, you can go like the "Don't Say Gay" bill. It's not what it's called. Nothing in there says any of those things, but it got branded as such. And the words of control, and the pushing out, and the com- the complicit nature of of much of the media to go along with this stuff is scary. It is. Most of us can see
9: how regressive this stuff is, but wait. They call themselves progressive. They call themselves left-wing, but they don't seem to care about redressing economic inequality. In fact, they often seem to demonize the working class. They say they're for justice, but they seem to bully and attack decent people and ruin their livelihoods. For people who claim to be on the right side of history, their viciousness knows no bounds.
1: Yeah. And remember, the word thing, when everybody says, oh, that's not true, uh, think about stuff like this. Buckle up,
2: everybody! It's time to talk about my pronouns. I use the pronoun set ni nee, nem near ni nee, nem neer, um, and it's a gender-neutral pronoun set. It's a neo pronoun. The word neo pronoun makes it sound like it's not been around for very long. My specific pronouns have been around for over a hundred years. Um, neo pronouns are not that new of a thing. We just came up with new words that fit us better. It's
1: fine. Yeah, I mean, think about that. You, you, you you're you're making up stuff to fit what you think near near. that, that, that you, you didn't say you made you made noises. I mean it is it's insane. Again, control the narrative, control the things that are out there. And if you get the media to buy into it and you can control it. Than anybody who says, you know, I don't know if that's true. Well, you're an Islamic phobe, homophobe, uh, climate denier, science denier. You know, whatever it is that you are, and we're going to talk about that as we continue our uh, baloney of insanity. Straight ahead, three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet at us, text the program. That's the text line I gave you. Got some text coming in. Talk a bit about that and a uh, very interesting piece on climate change because, you know, we haven't had any hurricanes uh, for the first time in a very long time named hurricanes. Uh, and so what does that mean? Well, it's climate change. If it's hot, it's climate change. If it's cold, it's climate change. Because why? It used to be global warming. But if we change the narrative to climate change, doesn't matter which way it goes. We can control the narrative. Chad Benson Show.
0: Podcasts are American as hot dogs, apple pie, football, and sushi.
9: Uh, 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 uh. Oh, my goodness. No.
0: Okay, maybe not sushi. Next time you have a craving for something sweet and tangy, download a Chad Benson Show podcast.
3: Mmm, boy. That is good. It's different. Did you get a little bit of funkiness? It's so good because it's sweet and salty. I'd say, huh?
0: Get a taste on iTunes, iHeart, or Spotify and binge to your ears' content. Oh, yeah. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show.
9: When the compilers of dictionaries are telling you that words no longer mean what you think they mean, it's a means of control. As the science fiction writer Philip K. Dick said, the basic tool for the manipulation of reality is the manipulation of words. If you can control the meaning of words, you can control the people who must use the word.
1: Uh, yeah. It was Andrew Doyle talking about that earlier because control is, is huge, right? I mean, if you can control people, what happens in a relationship, controlling uh, relationship? You separate from people who ground you and who are family and friends, and then you control through every aspect. Of watching, sharpening, correcting, doing all of those things. And that's scary. It is. And one thing the left in particular to do was, was the science thing, where They got, oh, science. Yeah, because we always believe in science, unless, of course, it goes against anything we believe. Then, eh, we, eh, science, we can take it or leave. And that's everybody, right? Like, if if the right doesn't like to hear, oh, the climate change is caused by people, mm, probably some of it, absolutely. 100%. We can't have 7 billion uh fleas running around here and not think that we can do some damage. That being said, the insanity, misinformation and the fear and the control of it all and the way to demonize. Last what 2 weeks ago, there was some 1100 scientists signed this thing about there's no impending doom when it comes to climate change, that the climate does fluctuate and da da da. And the pushback from a lot of the mainstream media was what? Oh, was, uh, uh, some of them are crazy. Okay, so let's take out 10%. That would still leave you with, what, like a 1,000, give or take? And then, because you didn't like the narrative. You didn't like it. John Stossel always intrigues me, uh, talking about, the climate change and the fact-checkers in the world of climate change. Facebook censored me.
7: Now I've learned that Facebook also censors a bunch of people who report on science. People like an environmentalist who Time Magazine listed among heroes of the environment. Michael Schellenberger. You're gonna need a lot more clean energy. Facebook also censors. A man named one of the world's most influential people of the 21st century. Statistician and environmentalist Bjorn Lomborg. And they censor science writer and New York Times contributing columnist John Tierney. They accuse all of us of spreading misinformation.
3: But really, the people guilty of spreading misinformation are Facebook and it's fact checkers. Yeah.
1: Why? Because they didn't like something that maybe you said that that juxtaposed their position. And 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 both sides are always guilty of something in in today's world, which is they give their team score and nobody else's score. So, uh, how'd you guys do last night? We scored five. How'd the other team did? We scored five. Yeah, but how'd they do? Well, I hit a ball, and then I ran, and I scored. Yeah, but how'd the other team do? And a lot of people do. So, why it's infuriating having to go from place to 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 try to piece and puzzle together an entire story. Because everybody's coming at it from an angle.
7: To do the fact checking, Facebook partners with groups like these, all of them approved by something called the Pointer Institute. It calls itself a global leader in journalism and claims it has a commitment to
2: nonpartisanship and fairness.
7: But they're hardly nonpartisan. Just look at their website. Their eagerness to honor left-leaning reporters and their push to decolonize the media and change language shows their leftist
1: bias. Oh, no, Chad, that's not, no, 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 you're not getting, no, no, that's exactly what it is. Again, goes back to control the language, right? And who gets to decide what something is? Well, science should, or this should, so, you know, so you get to decide, like, who gets to decide what a home run is? Well, it's always been there. Well, what if I decide now that I want a home run to be any ball that I hit? Not anybody else, just me. And if you hit the ball over the fence, well, you lost the ball, so you're out. Well, that would be stupid.
7: Michael Schellenberger was censored after he wrote climate change won't bring an apocalypse. They censored me for saying that we're not in a sixth mass extinction. We're not. Climate feedback justified their censorship by citing this report that claims we are pushing the planet toward a mass extinction.
2: We are in the beginning of a mass extinction.
7: But a chair of that group told Schellenberger we're not in a mass extinction. You have to have 50 to 75% of all species on Earth going extinct to be in a mass extinction.
1: Uh, What? Yeah. Again, control, control, control. The points that I try to make are the points you don't normally hear, and that's what they hate.
3: Why do they want to do this? There's a lot of folks who have very emotionally invested
6: in the climate catastrophe argument. They have a mission outside just facts. They also want you to not know stuff. That's not fact check. That's simply saying,
1: we don't want to hear this opinion in the public space. That's terrifying. That is scary. That is absolutely scary. And that's unfortunate where we are. And those are things you just can't say. And remember this, there's a reason they're into this, and it is money. There's a huge investment in the green energy world and controlling it. And... That is something that never gets talked about. But we just did a big, giant, huge reduction inflation act that most of the money's going to, what, to green energy. It's big money, kids. 323-538-2423. 3, 3, 3, at Chad Benson Shows, your Twitter, Chad Benson Show.
0: independent life this is chad
1: benson i'll tell you what the optics of last night was bizarre just the whole thing you know uh you know biden comes out and remember he's the president for everybody and i have to be honest with you i i watched a bit of it last night because i got home a little bit later than i wanted to I went played golf yeah it's supposed to be on my vacation so how are you doing your vacation chad i'm working about eight ten hours a day so uh then I get home and I watch the end of the speech, and I re a bit of it this morning. The optics, wacky. The speech, not uniting the country at all. Even today I saw, because I got here early again today, as I tend to do, and I see a couple of our esteemed journalists here in the local station, uh, and both of them said, man it's just the feel of that last night you know the marines like you're 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 showing strength and you're gonna you're you're it was just it was bizarre that's the best way to describe it and of course uniting Nah, none of that last night was uniting
3: the republican party today is dominated driven and intimidated by donald trump and the MAGA republicans and that is a threat to this country these are hard things But I'm an American president, not a president of Red America, Blue America, but of all America. And I believe it's my duty, my duty to level with you, to tell the truth, no matter how difficult, no matter how painful. And here, in my view, is what is true. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people.
1: Oh, okay. So MAGA Republicans, remember, he said what he's trying to do is he's trying to separate. If you voted for Trump and you still support Trump, you're a MAGA Republican. And we've talked about this. There are conservatives. There are mainstream Republicans. People call them rhinos. And then there's the MAGA Republicans who are in it because of Trump may not be into politics outside of that. They may be somewhat conservative, but Trump was the reason. That They jumped into this, and that's, you know, they're evil, they're bad, they're existentially the worst thing in the history of mankind, you know, all the superlatives and things that you could throw at them, That's that's what it was. This was thrown out last night. And you sit there, and you shake your head, and you're thinking to yourself, mm, I just don't buy it. I don't. I don't buy what you're selling, and it's not because I think you're a bad guy, because I don't think he's a bad guy. Uh, But that being said, if your whole thought was you're going to be the uniter in chief, right? That's a whole big thing about a lot. of. I thought he would bore us to death, but uh, there is no boring now in politics. It's just reality TV. It's 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 crazy at times. It's frustrating as hell because there's very little politics involved. It's more about who can scream the loudest. But if you're going to go out there and you're going to try to demonize a group of people, did we not learn from that? Did Hillary not go, hey, I called them deplorables? Uh, you don't want to do that. Because what happens when you push on people? They push back. Meaning, how many times, and we, we've we talked about this, and if you're new to the show, God bless you, thank you for giving us a shot here. Uh, how many times have you been in an argument in your life? And you know, hey, I'm probably wrong about this. But then somebody makes something personal. And at that point, wrong or right goes out the window. Now you've made it personal, so I'm going to push back. Trump has said all along they're coming after you They're not coming after me They're doing all of these things Because they want to get to you Oh yeah, yeah, he said a lot of those things He did, yeah
3: I want to be very clear Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans Are MAGA Republicans Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology I know Because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans but there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republican. Yeah,
1: yeah some of that's true. Absolutely. Some of that's true. There's no doubt that there are plenty of Republicans I know inside of Congress and and some senators who who do worry about, you know, look, I'm not a fan of Donald or I like what he did, but I don't like him. But they're afraid to be honest, because the reality is, is the fear is you're going to get, you know, Liz Cheney. You're going to get blown out of the water. Donald's going to come for you. Name me one politician that has the power that Donald Trump has ever had and continues to have when it comes to the sway of certain things. You can't. Even now, under investigation of the FBI, they're coming for him. He is now a martyr to a lot of people. Even some people on the left are like, come on, at some point in time. The reality is he has that power. His yay or nay matters. That's what's crazy. And they continue to feed into it. And they continue to do it over and over again. And you continue to demonize people that voted for him. Here's the reality. What I hear, the the crazy lunacy of the MAGA Republicans. I'm not a fan of Donald Trump. I don't dislike him. I don't love any politician, by the way. I don't love or hate any politician. I like a lot of what Donald did. Right? You know, these aren't sports heroes. These are politicians. I like a lot of what Donald did. He governed in a way that I liked. I didn't like the chaos. I didn't like the crazy. And I think a lot of people felt that way. So if you're screaming you're a MAGA, if you want, you know, borders secure, if you want lower taxes, if you want to think about America first, if you know, you could start going on and on about, like, those are all mainstream conservative libertarian and for many independent ideas that, yeah, they like. Even a lot of Democrats like, yeah, I'd like a secure border. And, you know, I'd like to pay a little bit less in taxes. But I want the rich to pay their fair share. And But we could, a lot of that is all of what everybody wants. The difference is, it's the red hat. And it's the boisterous loudness of pushing back. That's what they didn't like. And then Donald made a lot of trouble for himself along the way. But if you're going to come out and demonize a group of people all the while saying, eh, it's not all of you, but there's enough of you out there. Yeah, I mean, we say that about both sides. And for those of you out there who are MAGA Republicans, good for you. I got no problem with that. Well, they shouldn't be allowed to uh, question the, the election. You have a right to question it. But you have to at some point in time when you've seen over and over again, People say, look, we've looked this thing through. We've looked this thing through. We've looked. We, we, there's nothing here. You have to, at some point in time, say to yourself, all right, well, you know what? Okay, there is nothing here. I have to move on. And that's what the Republicans need to do. Yesterday, you had Youngkin and you have DeSantis. What are they out doing? They're stumping. What do a lot of people like about DeSantis? He is so much of what Trump is. And at the same time, he's so much of what Trump is not. He's not the chaos he's not the craziness he is a lot of what trump is he'll push back but he understands politics he'll push back but he can maneuver within the the sphere of the political world in a much different way than trump can in the same thing It's interesting, though. Last night you went out and you demonized a group of people. You went out last night and you said, hey, uh, this this right here, uh, this, is, this is a bunch of bad people and, and, and they're, they're, they're a threat to everything. And my favorite is when we start talking about the soul.
3: I ran for president because I believe we're in a battle for the soul of this nation. I still believe that to be true. I believe the soul is the breath, the life, and the essence of who we
1: are. Oh, yeah, it's the soul of America. But what did you do last night? Kevin McCarthy came out and said it. You, you, you went out and, uh, and I'm not a huge fan of Kevin McCarthy, but my thought is kind of uh, kind of spot on.
4: What Joe Biden doesn't understand is that the soul of America
5: is in the tens of millions of hardworking people, of loving families, of law-abiding citizens whom he vilified
1: for simply wanting a stronger, safer, and more prosperous country. Yeah, I think we all want the same thing. How many times have I said we all want the same thing? But we differ on how we want to get there and who wants to pay for it. But we do all want the same thing. Last night was not a uniting speech. It was a kickoff to the midterms. It was a speech that was, you know, look, America's going in two places. It's falling apart. I'm going to continue to to point this out to you over and over again. That is not true. That's a bunch of BS. America is strong. Uh, Like all countries, we have our issues. Don't get me wrong, but the reality is simply this. That talk last night did not unite us. Instead, it energized a group of people now who feel like the president and the Democrats are out to get me, who feel like that this is, it's us versus them. That was not a uniting speech. That was a, for all intents and purposes, put a bullseye on every Trump MAGA supporter that's out there. And there are some extremists, and there's some loonies, and we all know that. Some people go down that QAnon rabbit hole. I get that. But you also took a lot of people who support Trump, you lumped them all in together, and in doing so, instead of uniting, you have driven a little bit more of a wedge between us. 323 5, 3, 538 At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. So that's the text line three two three five three eight 538 C H A D. 323 2, 5, 3, 538 2423. You can text me whenever. I got some texts. We'll read some of those. Talk a bit about the coronavirus and the teachers and the nightmare that was what took place. Uh, during the coronavirus, and it was a nightmare. I think we know that. A lot of stuff still to squeeze into more in Biden's speech as well. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. This is the Chad Benson Show.
0: You're listening to The Chad Benson Show.
6: Pilots from the biggest airlines like United, Delta, and American are picketing over operational problems like canceled and delayed flights over the summer, saying airline management is to blame. The pilots who are picketing are supposed to be off-duty, so airlines say it won't impact flights today. Today, tomorrow, and Monday are expected to be the busiest travel days of Labor Day weekend.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be traveling today. I'm driving. I'm going to be going out to uh, the Orange County uh, Riverside area, watch my son play some hockey, taking the family out there. Uh, I'm glad I'm not flying because it is supposed to be ugly. And the fear, and we've been talking about this, is you know, you got some pilots that may pick it. You've got uh, not enough pilots, not enough crew. You've got overworked on both of those. You've got all kinds of things that are going on that's wrong, and it doesn't look great. But on the driving side...
2: According to the folks at Enrix, the transportation analytics company, Labor Day weekend traffic is expected to be about 41% worse this holiday weekend, with today and tomorrow looking to be the busiest day of the weekend as vacationers are starting to mix with those regular commuters.
1: Yeah, and then uh, where where we would normally drive uh in southern california as we head through there we would head you know through like the palm springs area well there is a two-lane highway you know it's four lanes in certain areas and it's 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 the 10 well it's washed out in some areas so we're gonna have to backtrack through san diego and then come up through which i don't think will be as bad i think you know traffic wise it'll be okay but the reality is it is just it's you know this is kind of the last two raw but, man, people are going to be out there. I Even driving in this morning, I leave in between 2 and 3, depending on how much stuff I have to do early on, voiceovers and stuff like that for other parts of, of the country. So I get in here, you know, between 2.30 and 3.30 every morning. Today, it was like so busy at 2.15 in the morning. I was shocked.
2: If you are heading out today, here's what you need to know. The worst times to drive will be between 1 p.m. and 8 p.m. tonight. The best times, they say, are before noon and after 7 p.m. Now, on Friday, it's a similar situation. 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., that's when it's likely to be troublesome. But before 1 p.m., after 7, those are going to be your sweet spots.
1: Yeah, so uh, we're leaving straight from here. So I expect there to be... Some traffic uh, is what it is, right? You know, uh, not, not a lot you could do. At some point, you just got to go, I, I got to get to where I'm going. And, you know, taking the whole, you know, the whole family. And we're going to go see Jack play hockey, my son. He's 12 and he's got a big tournament this weekend. And uh, he's improved so much from his last tournament where, quite frankly, they stunk. But it was a new team. They had never played together. Most of them didn't even know each other's names, and it was kind of their first hoorah. And they did okay, but they ran out of steam at the end. A little different this time. Uh, They've had some time together, so we'll see. But, man, this drive, I am not looking forward to it. Normally, what I do is I take off the day after, but I'm actually going to be off next Friday. Because if you guys don't know this, this is my vacation. I'm actually on vacation. Came back in to do a couple shows, Uh, got some new stations out there, and I'm like, all right, you know what, I'm going to come back and do this. So this is my vacation. We are going to take next Friday off just so I can have a day. The
2: busiest cities today expected to be Boston, Chicago, here in New York and San Francisco. Tomorrow, traffic expected to be heavier in places like Atlanta, Detroit, Houston, Los Angeles, and Seattle.
1: You couple that with the insanity of what we're heading to. So I played golf yesterday. Uh, my uncle just laughs at me. He goes, dude, how do you play golf in that heat? I'm like, dude, let me tell you why I go play golf in this. Because I'm the only one out there, right? I'm the only one out there. there. Was one other guy out there, and that's it, right? I got, I get this really nice course that I'm playing, and I'm the only one out there. It costs me virtually nothing. So he's like, but do you like? I said, yeah. I said I love playing. Trust me, I like playing when it's extra green as well. Don't get me wrong, but. It's awesome being the only one out there. And being able to go, you know what, I want to try this club here instead of that club. I want it's just great and nobody cares. And nobody cares because I'm the only one out there. Why? Because it's hot. The air here in northern
6: L.A. County is smoky today. The kickoff to the fall season that we all know in this area of the country. September, October, November is prime fire season in Southern California and that's what we've got already. Firefighters are making progress on what's called the route fire that exploded here yesterday. Eight firefighters were overcome by the heat and now the focus turns toward the power grid it's at its max there are worries about blackouts people are being told to conserve immediately
1: yeah conserve immediately don't charge your cars whatever you do 323-538-2423 at chad benson shows your twitter tweet at us text the program talk a bit about schools the insanity uh of what went down during covid it is the chad benson show
6: chad benson show
0: independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson
1: last night Biden getting out there doing his speechy McBobber. And it was very speechy McBobbery. I I just, I wasn't impressed. And I thought he would, I thought it would be better. I did. It was not uniting. It was, it was, uh, even some of my friends who are very, you know, left-leaning. They're not uber-progressive, but they're liberals. There's no doubt about that. Said they just, it felt uncomfortable to them uh, last night
5: how to move forward as a country what are we spending our money on
2: me i'm just hoping that gun violence to stop
1: my
7: biggest concern is right now is Good. medical
2: medical me- more divided than we ever were
7: far more far he's the most divisive president in the history of the united states
8: at least in my lifetime a lot of room for improvement on any side of the aisle
1: yeah you hear a lot of voters there uh by the way we're the most divided we've ever been no we're not actually we're not. We fought a war, let's not forget that, against each other. We had a portion of our nation want wanted to break off and do their own thing. We fought a war to continue this great experiment. Let's not forget that. And let's not forget that we didn't have Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok uh, 100 years ago. 200 years ago. We, we didn't have those things. How divided might it, had we been at that point? The difference is, is we're able to connect crazy with crazy and angry with angry like that. But he's on the ballot, no matter what anybody says, he's there. He's on the ballot. And some of that is in large part because of, uh, you know, the COVID response. People don't like Trump the way he did it. And then, oh, he was mean and he was all these things. And then the next thing you know. Uh, people are like well, maybe he wasn't the worst, right? And 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 we're still talking about COVID. There's still wacky things going on in certain places. And Joe Rogan said something last week that was I thought kind of spot on, especially when it came to the pandemic.
8: They had ever experienced a true pandemic, and I'm hoping that now that this is over, people are going to you know, recognize that some serious errors were made and not repeat those. That's the best you can get out of it. So what do you tell those people? Vote Republican. (laughs) (laughs) That's what a lot of them are going to do anyway. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, more than a million people transferred over to the Republican Party, I think, in 2021 alone. But, you know, you look at guys like Ron DeSantis, who kept Florida open and, and had some pretty reasonable policies.
1: Reasonable policies, right? Reasonable policies. People were looking for. The reasonable policies. Teachers unions were cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. They're coming out. There's a great article in the USA Today. say, don't let the teachers unions fool you into blaming everybody else for their failure of our children. Don't do it. Do not do it. Because Randy Weingard, who's the head of the, the 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 you know American Federation of Teachers, she's just like, well, you know, if we had a crystal ball, blah blah blah. She's out there like that's everybody else's fault, it's not our fault. We were only doing this. You 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 didn't do the things you were supposed to do. You didn't res- listen to 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 logic, reason, science, whatever you want to call it, right? From whether it was the medical community, the scientific community, the mental health community you listen to none of it some states did and what you do oh they just hate kids they want kids to die that's all they want they want people to die they hate children
8: ron desantis kept florida open and had some pretty reasonable policies in terms of like what what to do about covid and you know he mapped it out on television he was widely criticized for this where he was saying, like, we need to protect our elders. We need to, you know, make sure that medical care is available for for those people and everyone else. You should be able to do whatever you want to do Yeah, protect your freedom.
1: There you go. There you go. And let's not forget, even throwing in the election, the mass mailing of people, all kinds of ballots to fill out. Let's not forget all of the stuff that went into it. And some states were Republicans and they, uh, held by Republicans, and they flipped and said, oh, we're going to do this because of the pandemic. It was early on. I get it. We didn't know what was going on. We didn't know how bad it was going to be. We're not trusting anything China says for reasons, uh, well, or pretty obvious. But then Europe's like, eh, we're not shutting down schools, right? And then when they did shut down schools, they reopened them rather quickly. And they were just like, yeah, we've noticed here that nothing really happens to kids. And they're not big spreaders. Uh, This isn't like the flu, right? Eh, You know, they're going to be fine. But no. And so what do we have? We have kids now that are struggling like we cannot believe. Test scores, huh?
4: They found in the 2022 results that reading scores plunged their lowest levels since the 1990s. And that math scores dropped for the first time in the test history and the test goes back as far as the 1970s.
1: Yeah. 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 The struggle is more than real. It's Evan. We sent our, we, we sent our kids back, not just two, three, four years, in some cases, much longer in their development, not just in education, but in development with each other. And they're just dumbfounded. Like, I don't. <laughs> Brianna Keeler, uh, New Day, you know, the old CNN, had the old uh, education secretary on there. This is the
2: National Assessment of Educational Progress. It's known as the nation's Port- report card, and it was released overnight. And it showed the worst drop in math and reading scores in decades for fourth-grade students. What is that telling you? Is that a repudiation of remote learning during the pandemic?
8: You know, that is very alarming. It's disturbing, but it's not surprising. Keeping in mind, a year and a half ago, um, over half of our schools were not open for full-time learning.
1: Yeah, why? Because you allowed unions to push you around. You allowed unions to do whatever they wanted to do. You, You allowed them... To gin up their base, to push back against anything where, like, hey, maybe kids should be in there. You let teachers jump. I said early on. So, locally here, I do a show out in Phoenix. And I, my partner uh, on air, uh, not life partner, but uh, it's not wrong with that, uh, His his wife retired. And actually, COVID was her final year. And, uh, you know, she's not 90. She's, you know, she's young, fit, vibrant. She was just done teaching. she had been teaching for 20-some years. He's very pro-teacher. And I said, look, uh, healthy, get to work. Teachers, uh, you go first to the line. You get shots because parents need to have their kids in school so they can function and our society can function. And we get back. And yet the pushback came. Well, what about this? But the kids don't have. Like, everything changed, right? Like, the minute you got a shot. Well, the kids don't have it, and I don't have my second shot. It was the the move. Now, Arizona, we don't teach our we, we we don't do great things for our teachers here. We 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 treat them. I'll be honest, piss poor. It's no way to run things, kids. But I will tell you this: they had the hoops that they wanted people to jump through. Minor part is like that's because Ducey, our governor here, hates kids. And one step that, you know, and I'm like, dude, the evidence is not there. You're looking for it's not. But the kids are testing positive in the hospital when you're already in the hospital and you're there for a broken ankle. And you didn't even know you had it. It's not the same thing as in the hospital for COVID. Even even Fauci came out and said, come on, guys, we got to get guys. We got to get the kids to school, guys. We can't have this. We can't. Nicole uh, Sapphire. Well, Julie, let's be clear. You see the New
2: York Times, the Wall Street Journal. Everyone's talking about the fact that these scores came out. and They're like, oh, yeah. my gosh, the kids are not okay. Yet we know. We've known that <laughs> since yeah. the end of summer 2020 when Fair Health came out with data showing that children were taking up a larger amount of percentages going to the emergency department because of mental health issues.
1: Yes. Remember Trump's out there. he goes, It's not good for the kids. It's bad. It's horrible. It's not good. We're not talking about that. It's like, you hate kids. I saw what it did, so I have a, I have two stepchildren, right? And we were fortunate enough; they went to, a, a, they go to a little private school uh, that never shut down. Uh, and my little one, who just turned four, well, she was, you know, it was neat. She had her brothers and sisters around. My son came out here and spent a ton of time with us. He's twelve. Lives in San Diego. It's twelve. Lives in San Diego. It's fantastic. I love the fact that I got to spend a ton of time with him. And his school was a STEM school, super advanced. They had stuff built. It was way better. My little brother, for those of you who knew the show, my mother's adopted my niece's nephews. I have little brothers the same age as my son and and one younger. One of them, Elijah, who I love dearly. I can't wait to see tonight. It set him back so far. And because he's got some developmental issues because of my sister and the drugs and everything, he has got a it, – it, it is so bad now based on the fact that he couldn't get in school, that his routine was destroyed, and that it was so bad that even when they went back to school partially, it was, it was nothing like he'd seen before, that now my mother has to have a person come in every day to help him get ready for school because he's at that point where he's unmanageable at times. Not to mention the fact that it set him back years and years when it came to reading and all of these things. We failed the kids. And by we, I'm looking at progressives. I'm looking at the teachers' unions. The overreaction of politicians. Failure. Failed the kids. And then, of course, what do they always purport? Well, you know, it's, uh, it's always about... Uh, I always knew my son was going to be fine because we're there. We're, 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 we're in it. We're doing all the things we're blessed. Wife doesn't have to work all of the things. The school, he goes to the whole nine yards. I always knew that,
4: but I knew there were a bunch of other kids out there that were going to struggle. Like in other patterns across society that we've seen during the pandemic. Unfortunately, black and Hispanic students fell behind at even more severe rates than white students did.
1: Yeah. They never bring up Asian kids, by the way, (laughs) they're the exact same. As, uh, as they were, it looks like. So, I mean, they never, they never, you ever notice that whenever we talk about like, everyone's talking about color, but then many, we don't mention Asian kids because, you know, because of the thing. What thing? Well, you know, because they do all their, they, they work hard and do all that. Well, well no, tell me. It's their privilege. We failed the kids. We need to recognize that. And I think people are going to be held accountable. And that's why you're seeing more and more Republicans and parents that you would think who are running for school board. Across the country, three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three. It is the Chad Benson Show.
2: The
0: Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye.
6: It's said to be the most expensive TV series ever made.
4: Evil does not sleep.
6: And star Nazanin Boniadi tells me you see the money on the
4: screen. Uh, The costumes are distinct, the accents are distinct, um, the color schemes, everything. It's just really gorgeous to watch.
6: Star Charlie Vickers tells me you don't need to be a J.R.R. Tolkien expert to watch. These are stories everyone can relate to. Stories of hope and stories of love and despair. The first two episodes of The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, hit Prime Video tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. Ooh who's excited. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I watch a little bit of it. I I I don't know. I mean, I watched the first couple Lord of the Rings and I'm like, hey, it's just uh, it, it was for me." Right? You know, I just uh, it's that's not my jam, but I do know they spent a lot of money and Amazon has said they they spent close to a billion dollars on all of this stuff. Amazon has said this will decide everything as far as what they're going to do for streaming, their video, all of that stuff. So, if this thing sucks, then uh, they might be done. I don't know if it's going to be any good. Again, uh, and for the average person who maybe isn't a fan of Tolkien or, you know, is kind of familiar with the work and those Lord of the Rings and all that stuff, they may watch this and get a lot out of it and say, oh, I like that. It's enjoyable. And for the people that are fans of Tolkien, they may go, oh, it's nothing. I don't like any I, I-, I just don't know. I just know it's a lot of money. I do. I know it's a ton of money. Three two three five three eight twenty-four twenty-three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. ESPN kicked off football season last night. Uh you've got uh, you know, Fox and everybody. College football is here, and I'm pumped. This is we week- last weekend was week zero. There were a few games. This is football in earnest. So I'm pumped. You had games last night. Right, but then uh, you got a few games tonight. You know, Virginia Tech, Old Dominion. They got a couple of teams you've heard of, but then tomorrow it kicks off. Off, you got the teams with numbers by their names, meaning they're ranked, and they're going to be playing. And I'm pumped. Let's see here. Tomorrow, big games. You got Oregon and Georgia, which is going to be huge. So Oregon's ranked 11th, Georgia three. Of course, defending champs, which will be nice to see. Then you've got a couple games on, you got a game Sunday, which is Florida State and LSU. And then Monday night, you've got Clemson and Georgia Tech uh, in between. You've got a bunch of other really good games. We're going to get a chance to see USC, right, with their new team. What do they look like? Uh, you know, it's just, it's it, there's some good stuff. Uh, Cincinnati, Arkansas should be fun. They're both ranked teams. And then you start to get into the blowout territory. Where you're like, who? What? What college is that against what? And that's that's what I like to call the payday weekends over the next couple weeks. So Auburn takes on Mercer. So who? Exactly. Auburn's going to f- score 50, 60 points. And what does Mercer get? They get a chance to get some money. Which is nice. And then uh, the late night game, or if you will, on ABC uh, is Ohio State and Notre Dame two versus five man, I love this time of year I do especially when you're out here in the heat and you look around and you're like man it's 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 hot, but then you watch television and you see them playing football and it looks it's got that little bit of cloud cover you know people got the gloves on it's a little crisp you're thinking mm. Fall is here. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three. At chat Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Look around your house and see if you have one of these.
2: Holy cow. This is the reaction of Jolly Estate sales owner Kelly K. Kurt and her team had when they saw the sheer number of Beanie Babies inside one house. More than 1,000 of the popular 90s stuffed toys. There's everything here. From turkeys to pigs to monkeys, the variety of colors, animals, and sizes are endless. It took Kelly's team 15 hours to sort and divide the Beanie Babies into different groups. Kelly hopes these Beanie Babies will bring back fond childhood memories for someone, complete a collection, or become a sweet gift
1: yeah i wonder what they're gonna charge for that because nostalgia is a big thing man i mean nostalgia is huge look at the i'm always fascinated by like you'll watch that uh, uh you know like pawn stars or some of those things the guy'll come in and is like yeah i got a i got a collection of uh of you know of pokemon cards and you know, it's like, well, how much do you want for him? It's like a million and a half bucks. And the guy's like, oh, you're insane. And then they bring an expert in. It's like, yeah, it's worth a million and a half bucks, two million bucks, three million bucks, whatever it is. You're like, oh my God, where's that baseball card? It was a like Mickey Mantle the other day. It just sold for what? $12.6 million. Don't ever knock nostalgia because it's not just about owning something that maybe somebody else doesn't have. It's also for a lot of people owning memories. Memories of their dad, of their mom Memories of times that they, when they were younger Don't ever knock nostalgia 323-538-2423 At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter Tweet at us, text the program Solid Fun Show as always Got you through the week You guys have a safe and amazing Labor Day weekend We'll be back here bright and shiny On Tuesday as always Night, night, Jack
0: This is the Chad Benson Show